Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Sean Cheong. Green on the screen as Wall Street assessed the latest batch of corporate earnings and the timeline for rate cuts by the Federal Reserve. The S&P 500 rose by about a quarter percent to settle at 4,954 points, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite inched up by about 0.07% to close at 15,609 points. The Dow Jones Industrial Average jumped by nearly 0.4%. 38,521 points was how it ended. So, for more insights, we are joined on the line from New York City, Christine Short, the Vice President of Research at Wall Street Horizon. Hello, Christine. Hi, thanks so much for having me. All right. So, the S&P 500 turned positive, but there seems to be some signs of weakness. Uh, What's your take on the momentum on this front? Yeah, I think earlier today, if you would have asked me, you know, it was a little bit quiet. Markets were sort of digesting the latest earnings news. Like you said, also the timeline for rate cuts. They were digesting some comments by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Um, And then as the day went on and, you know, you had quite a few good earnings reports this week. Last night you had Palantir. They were up 30% today on a revenue beat for Q4 and strong demand for AI offerings. You also had Spotify out this morning. They said they saw an increase in premium subscribers. I think that stock ended up over 5%. And then actually just this afternoon, within the last half hour, 45 minutes, you had a slew of great reports from Chipotle, uh, Ford, Sonos. So the earnings season is starting to shape up a little bit better than where we started a few weeks ago at the big banks. And we know investors are really tuned in to earnings results as well as, like you said, the timeline for rates cuts. Those are the two big things. Um, And we're actually starting to see some momentum there in the earnings results. And that's why you're seeing green on the screen and and some of those indices getting close to their their record highs once again. So on that note, we are about halfway mark of the U.S. corporate earnings season. Not all of the Magnificent Seven, though, have reported so magnificently this earnings season. Is what we are seeing enough to turn the overall growth rate positive? Yeah, so last week was a little interesting because, again, you had five of the Magnificent Seven reporting. It was really a make-or-break week. Like I said, the financials came out the gate, and there were disappointing results there. We were expecting big things from big tech because of the momentum, um, but also we weren't sure how investors were going to react because valuations are so rich that we were concerned if there was any slight miss that they would punish those stocks. And so... Um, like you said, we're halfway through the season. We are positive. We're at about 1.5% profit growth for the S&P 500 on a year-over-year basis. But early last week with Alphabet and Microsoft, you saw both of those kind of disappoint investors on Tuesday when they reported. But they both uh, handily beat top and bottom line expectations. It was just other things in the report that investors didn't like. So for Alphabet, it was lower than expected ad revenue from Microsoft. Their forward-looking guidance was a little light. Um, So that to me suggests that investors feel those names were priced to perfection. So if there was anything wrong with those reports, they were going to take those stocks down. But then on the other hand, you had the two big standouts from last week, Meta and Amazon. So handily beating expectations. Even sweeter for Meta investors was the announcement of that 50-cent dividend, their first ever. They also announced a $50 billion buyback plan. And I think investors are really looking at tech companies that are efficient. And we know this is something Mark Zuckerberg has communicated very well, his year of efficiency last year, and that's been paying off for that. 
uh, for that stock in particular. And if you look at some of the commentary on the earnings of this Magnificent Seven, uh, some of those names that you've mentioned, there seems to be actually be nothing very new there on the commentary. Uh, does it feel like we've run out of superlatives to describe their market positions and their market dominance? Like, are, are we being too bullish, perhaps? Well, I mean, one big concern right now is that everyone's kind of put all their eggs in one basket with big tech. Uh, if you look at the returns for just this year, Amazon, Meta, Microsoft, and NVIDIA counted about for three quarters of the S&P total return. Um, that's such a high concentration in just a handful of big tech names. And that's not necessarily healthy for markets, right? You want to see some other sectors come in, more broad market participation. Um, it's probably needed for markets to continue to grind higher. You talk about the commentary on the calls. Yeah, it really comes down to how CEOs communicate their position. It's not necessarily that they say something new. It's how they say it. It's if they sound bullish for 2024. Uh, what investments are they making in AI specifically? We know Palantir did that very well yesterday afternoon. Um, and it really is some of it's left up to interpretation, right? But a lot of it is riding on the outlook that companies give and, and as well as the actual um, metrics that they, they give uh, investors. And so I do think we've been a little bit bullish on, on big tech, and I'd like to see some other sectors come into play here and, and pick up a bit of the slack because we can't just continue to see a handful of names driving markets higher. And speaking of uh, grinding higher, will the market continue to grind higher until the Federal Reserve or the economy breach expectations? Yeah, that's a, we got a lot more information on that this week as well as everyone kind of dissects everything that Federal Chairman Powell says. Uh, just in the last couple hours or so, we also got some comments from the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, Loretta Mester. All of them seem to be suggesting cuts. There will be less cuts this year than the market expects, and they will come later in the year. So Loretta Mester just said, you know, rate cuts could come later this year. They want to still see that inflation is moving in the right direction. So I think part of it, on top of being very bullish and maybe too bullish on some of these big tech names, Marks have also priced in more interest rate cuts than are, are probably likely. I think towards the beginning of the year, the odds were for five or six rate cuts in 2004. Um, the Fed has only ever suggested there would probably be three rate cuts. So markets still need to temper their expectations. I do think they've come down a bit since last week's meeting. And um, Jerome Powell was also on 60 Minutes, and he communicated the same thing, that they weren't quite ready um, and they were wary of cutting rates too soon. And so now you're looking at expectations of the markets are expecting more like four to five rate cuts this year. But again, I think those are going to be probably later in the year. So you're, you're starting to see some of that get priced in, which is good. Okay, let's take a look at the Blockbuster Jobs report that was released uh, a couple of days back. Jobs growth was about 353,000, which was far outstripping estimates. Investors left a bit stunned at the resilience of the US economy. So does this impressive showing of late uh, alter the economic outlook for the rest of the year? Yeah, December jobs came in, um, well, January jobs came in much stronger, and then, you know, December jobs were revised. Um, but yeah, stronger than anyone expected, and uh, wage growth as well. And I think that's the reason you see the Fed um, being so cautious with their commentary, because we are really still in, in a tight labor market. Um, I know you were talking earlier about a bunch of the layoffs, specifically in tech, but um, those are just headlines. I think a lot of these names are, are still right-sizing after overhiring during COVID, but we still have a very strong labor market. And it's, it's one of those things where good news sometimes becomes bad news for the markets because good news on the jobs front does make it more likely that the Fed's going to push out rate cuts. But yeah, I think I don't think anyone saw that, that jobs number coming last week. But the markets seem, seem to agree with the markets and 
you get a sense that the Fed had those numbers uh, when they made their commentary on Wednesday. And the Fed also, the New York Fed at least, they released data that showed US credit card delinquencies have soared by about 50% in the last year. So with retail earnings set to report over the next couple of weeks, could you perhaps put things into perspective for us? Is the US consumer resilient enough to help the economy skirt a recession? Yeah, this is something that surprised us all last year, how resilient the U.S. consumer was in the face of inflation, in the face of high interest rates. Um, They just kept getting out there, spending record holiday shopping season. But like you said, we got that data from the New York Fed today that showed U.S. credit card delinquencies have soared 50% last year. Mortgage and auto loan delinquencies also increased, and, and that signals financial distress. You know, I mean, the jobs being as strong as they are, um, I think, supports the fact that people feel comfortable going out and spending because they feel like they at least have a job to rely on. They don't mind, you know, putting some stuff on their credit cards. But um, the fact that the the delinquency rates have been going higher um, is now finally suggesting that higher interest rates are catching up with them. They're struggling with higher cost of borrowing. Um, So, yeah, in a couple of weeks when we start to see those consumer discretionary names, retail names report, not only do we want to hear about how Q4 came in, but what's the outlook for the next year? Are they seeing this in some of their in some of the spending trends? Um, Right now, consumer discretionary is the sector that's expected at the second highest profit growth rate for Q4 of 30 percent. So it is um, it is a leader for the fourth quarter, but we'll have to see if that's continues into 2024 as you know you're seeing some some less than rosy uh consumer data coming out all right and uh, christine perhaps uh, to wrap this up could you put this into perspective for us let's consider chairman powell's comments that rate cuts in march may not happen could we consider that to be a crack to this remarkable rallies foundation that we've seen so far I think the markets just haven't been listening. They've been a little too bullish. They haven't necessarily been listening to um, the Fed when they've pumped the brakes. So I think, you know, yesterday's markets come down a little bit. I think they're starting to look through that commentary and react to it more properly. Um, Again, a lot of this is also going to depend on more broad-based investing in in stocks that aren't big tech as well. So there's, yeah, we've been very bullish on 2024. I'm not saying, like, uh, earnings growth looks great expectations for this year still point to a very strong um, economy. I think you had Janet Yellen's comments today that said the U.S. economy is absolutely you know, strong. So things are moving in the right direction. It's just that, yeah, I think we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. The markets maybe might need to take a bit of a breather and, and consider some of these other factors. But certainly it looks like if you look at the CME Group's FedWatch tool, the expectation for the number of Fed rate cuts is starting to fall in line with with more of what we expect. So that's good to see that the markets are are responding in line with what the Federal Reserve has said. And so you would expect things to uh, come down a little bit from there, but I wouldn't say any sort of correction or anything like that. All right. Thank you for your perspectives, Christine. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Christine Short, the Vice President of Research at Wall Street Horizon. This is the U.S. Markets Rep on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.